Welcome to the Virtually Done podcast. My name is Gemma and I'm the founder of Virtually Done. The Virtually Done podcast is created as a space to start important conversations that are often overlooked and speak to women in business with amazing stories and even better advice. It makes me so happy that you're here listening and I would absolutely love for you to tag me on social media at Virtually Done and let me know what you think. My hope is that you're able to take something away from every single episode that you can action into your business and that you're able to gain an insight into the behind the scenes of what running a business is really like. So let's dive in. Today's podcast is an interview with Feli, who I'm so excited to chat to because she's been in my world in lots of different ways for such a long time, and it's been such a long time coming to get her on this podcast. Feli started off as a VA and now runs a really successful agency, and I get so many people ask me about that transition into the agency model, so I thought who better to talk about it than Feli. She also shows up on her stories in such an authentic way, and she also is a mentor too, so we chat about a few different things, but if you're thinking of switching into an agency model, definitely give this one a listen. So today I am joined by the wonderful Feli and I'm so excited to chat to you because I feel like you've been in my world for such a long time and it's been so nice because first you were an associate for me a really, really long time ago and then I did a guest training in one of your programs and then you're in one of my programs. So we've just connected in so many different ways and it feels like you've been around for such a long time. It's been really, really lovely to connect with you on all those different levels. So anyway, I will let you introduce yourself, tell everyone who you are, what you do, um, and also talk about your two businesses because you've got two. Uh, yeah, totally. It's, it's funny for me too, because I think you were one of the first people that I found online and I felt like she's doing what I wanna be doing. And then I worked for you. <laughs> but so my name is Feli. I now run a content agency where we work with established entrepreneurs on content repurposing, email marketing, and Pinterest marketing. But I also work as a marketing and mindset mentor with service-based um, business owners on their marketing and mindset. <laughs> Amazing. And you have like the agency model that everyone wishes they had right I get a lot of people coming to me saying oh you know I'm fully booked I need to transition into an agency model you've kind of done that haven't you I did transition into an agency but it was almost by accident yeah um, because because I travel full-time um I started getting really really busy in March 2020 and I was like, I need to hire someone to help me. And then it happened again. And I was like, I need to hire someone to help me. And I hit the point where I had like four people. And I was like, I am running an agency. And I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, it happened by accident. And mm -hmm. how has that been? Um, I think for me, the agency is the best model because like I mentioned that I travel so much. I do not keep a regular routine. I also do not like routines. I get very bored and very like, mm, I don't want to say like destructive, but I like won't, won't follow through on my own goals a lot of the times if I have too strict of a routine. So having yeah. like the team do the work for me while I get to overview and talk to the clients definitely works better for me. But at the same time, if I went back, I don't know if I would do it the same. What would you do differently? Oh, 100% raise my rates. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't know when I heard it. Late, like 2020, I heard the advice. 
if more than 50% of people are saying yes to you, you need to raise your rates. I had like 100% of people saying yes to me. So I definitely needed to raise my rates. Um, I would have left hourly way sooner. I stayed on hourly way too long. Um, And then I would have gone from there and seen like, from that point, did I need to hire? Did I need to have other people under me? Yeah. Something that you mentioned that I think is really important is that you said that this agency model works for you and the type of person you are, the kind of lifestyle you have. And I think that's so crucial because so many people that I speak to, they are heading towards an agency model because they feel like it's the only option or because everyone else is doing it or because somebody told them to, but actually they have no interest in managing a team. And I think that's really, really important that before you decide to transition into an agency model or any other type of business model, you really need to think about what's going to work for you. Would you have any advice for people who are thinking about it, but are nervous about having to manage a team and oversee so many different things? Oh, I like completely agree with what you said. Like so many people think that agencies are more money or like the next step, but majority of the time when people come to me and ask this question, I advise them to raise their rates and niche down over becoming the agency. Because like you said, not everybody likes delegating or managing a team. I personally really like delegating more than doing the work. (laughs) So like the agency (laughs) works for me, but other people, like if you avoid confrontation, if you don't like having the hard conversations, like it's not fun telling your subcontractor, Hey, what is this? I don't want my name on this, you know, (laughs) (laughs) there are a lot of hard conversations to be had. I brought in someone fairly quickly to be like project manager for the agency because I'm not organized and you have to be on the back and forth between the team, between the clients. There's so much communication aspects to it. You're not doing the work. It becomes this like passive income model where you can do whatever you want and everyone else runs the business for you. Would you agree that that's the case or is that completely different to how your life looks? Um, it's 100% the misconception. The other misconception <laughs> is that you're going to make way more money because mm-hmm. you have more clients. And I'm like, no, 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 you have way more expenses because you yep. have a whole team. From your experience of what you've charged to your clients and what you've paid your um, subcontractors, what is your advice for actually making that model profitable? Because I've worked with a lot of clients who have come to me and they've been like, paying their team for X amount of months and they haven't sat and looked at the numbers. And then when they finally look at the numbers, they're like, shit, I'm making a loss. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely be aware of your numbers, be aware of how long things take. So for me, I charge my clients packages up front and I pay my team members hourly at the end of the month. So I set it up like that because in the beginning I really had no idea what I was doing and I was like I don't want to pay you all this money not have any work for you <laughs> like pay you more than I'm earning you know but at the same time I like I mentioned before I stayed hourly for way too long and so I think like I was paying my team members like 75 and I was getting 25 like I ripped myself off so <laughs> definitely like you need to like inflate your prices for the agency because it's not just 
paying for the, the hours your team members doing and then making sure you make money. It's also like the hours of back and forth communication you're going to be doing through the client to the team. Plus like hosting your team in Asana or in Slack, or, you know, like you have to pay for all these other systems. Like there's so many factors to cost to, uh, wow, what's the word I'm looking for to add in. Yeah. <laughs> um, that I was flying by the seat of my pants and I didn't realize till like my agency had 20 people, like 20 clients. And I was like, oh, how do I have 20 clients, five team members, and I'm still making the same amount of money as before I had mm-hmm. when I had five clients and no team members. Yeah. And I think it's a really difficult thing, isn't it? Because when you're a service provider, you're you're probably a service provider because you're good at the service you do. Mm-hmm. So for example, you're a really good social media manager or you're really good writing content. But transitioning into that agency model and suddenly being a leader and a manager and the person in control of multiple people's pay and all these other things, it's a whole separate skill set. Yeah. You like I've seen people who have started started as an agency. And at first I thought that was crazy. Like, why wouldn't you build up your name? Like have people coming to you? And then I realized, no, it's because some people would rather hire the experts to do the work while they manage. And then there's people like me who fall into the agency because they were an expert. They were getting so much work that they brought on extra hands. But then it's Mm -hmm. like this, like it's hard to let go when you run the second route because you want your, your team members work to be up to your caliber, to be up to your standard. But you also like don't want to micromanage. (laughs) Yeah, no, I completely agree. It's, it's almost harder when you've been the service provider and then you're going into this new role because you're just so almost like stuck in your ways. You have certain ways of doing things. Your clients as well have certain expectations. Um, And I think there can be a real difficulty with people having that fear of how do I tell my clients that I'm not going to do all the work anymore. And I see a lot of people put this off for a really, really long time because they think all of their clients are going to leave them. Did you have clients that you had to tell things were changing or have you had like a whole fresh set of clients how did that go for you um I've had two clients that have been with me for two years so literally from the start of my business through all my hires yeah and like me they are the chillest people ever so (laughs) they've been super easy and then the other ones yeah like most of them The ones who came on when I was hiring, I would always tell them like, I have a copywriter or I have a Pinterest manager. And it definitely, like, as I grew, I would tell people on the call, like, it's not just me, I have a team. And that's when I changed all my copy to be um, agency focused, like we instead of I, because I kept getting people who would get on the call with me. Everything said, this is a team. I have subcontractors, it's not just me. And then I'd get on the call and they're like, I want someone who's like working very closely with me, who's having calls with me every week, who's da 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 da, like, you know, like they're holding my hand basically. And I was like, I run an agency, I have 20 clients. I am not going to be (laughs) like with you every step of the way. I am a done for you service provider. I have it all set up for you to send me the services you want done, but we don't need to be in constant communication. And so like, yeah, it definitely 
I, at first I didn't want to call myself an agency. And then I was like, I need to stop attracting these people who think they're getting just me. I feel like the clients that have been with me for two years, the two of them, Mm -hmm. they are very much like in it for me and they trust me no matter what I do. (laughs) So no matter if I have like 10 other people doing their project and just, I'm just the one talking to them, they still trust me, Mm -hmm. you know? So, but neither of them are handholders. Yeah. Both like from the start, both of them were very much like, here's something for you to do. I trust you'll do it, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's not like I have the clients. I've never had weekly calls. I made that very clear from the start that I would never do that. Um, But yeah, I think you can have the ones that trust you implicitly and like know that whoever you hire will be up to your standard because they've worked with you and they understand you. But you'll also have the ones who are afraid of other people seeing their things, touching their things. Um, and they only want you and your brain and, and don't want anyone else. So yes and no. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's completely fair as well. Like I do, having been on the other side and hiring people, I do get where those people are coming from. And I completely understand why some people wouldn't want that type of model. And I think it's just like personal preference, isn't it? Like everyone wants something different. And if you're going to be an agency or you're going to be just a VA by yourself or whatever it is that you decide to do, there will always be people who want exactly what you have. So can we talk about your mentoring? Because you don't just have your agency, you also have your mentoring. How did that come about? Was that Did that come after the agency? Um, no. I was actually like looking at a timeline of everything because the person that I hired to do my branding and website is actually the first person that hired me for a strategy session. And oh, is this Sonia? Yeah, Sonia. Wow, yes. creating. <laughs> yeah, she's she's amazing. Um, but so she found me like just January 2020. So I started my business August 2019. And I flew to Mexico February 2020. And that's when I I know I had the call with Sonia when I was in my first hostel in Mexico, but I I know she found me before, obviously. She found me through a video I did in someone's Facebook group and then had been trying to be a travel blogger. And so she was just kind of asking me like about being a VA, being a travel blogger, like, should she continue with the travel blog? She wasn't making any money. Should she just start offering VA services? And so when I had the call with her, she had already gotten two clients, but like, wasn't sure on her direction, wasn't sure if she liked it, yada, yada, yada. So yeah, like, February 2020 was the first strategy session I had and then I never really promoted them I still don't really promote them (laughs) but I've I've had like a handful you know people go through them but I didn't become an agency until March 2020 so it's like I was still fully focused on the agency and being a service provider but I was having people come to me and ask about hiring me for strategy sessions or as mentors. Like I actually referred people to you and people to other um, VA programs because I did not want to coach. Mm-hmm. And I still don't. I, I, I think for me, I didn't want to coach like setting up the business because I'm not organized and I, I don't think like my setup could work for everyone, you know? So like, yeah. I kept getting people who wanted to start as virtual assistant and I didn't want to teach on that. 
So it took me a while. It wasn't until March, no, May that I ran the fishbowl, the first mastermind I ran. And that's when I was like, okay, I don't have to teach beginners. I can work with other people on other things. And that's kind of when I actually started accepting that I was acting as a mentor. I loved your fishbowl idea, by the way. I remember (laughs) when I first saw it and I was like, God, this is genius. It was like, it was so felly and it was so different from anything I'd ever seen. And I think that's what I was going to talk about this anyway, but this is one of the things I feel like people love about you is that you're just so you. (laughs) I don't know whether you feel that from your side. Well, sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I could create a regular program because right now I'm in the process of creating something that is literally like a revamped fishbowl and I don't know what to call it. I don't know what, like, I don't know what it is, but I'm like, this is what it, this is how you're going to feel. <laughs> like, this is why I'm Where creating it. Where did the fishbowl come from? Um, because I got labeled like the networking queen and being a networker. And I was like, I want to bring everyone else together to like network because I'm already doing it. I'm already connecting everyone in the DMs or sending people other profiles. And I was like, let's just, everyone wants to network. We're in COVID. No one can go out to like events. So let's just do it together in a like group style. We'll, We'll learn together, but we'll mostly be building relationships with each other. I love it. Okay, I want to ask you this question because this is something that I struggled with and I want to know if you did too. So when I was um, offering VA services, I got into a routine of, you know, promoting my services in a certain type of way. I was used to attracting clients through like referrals and things like that. And then when I pivoted and started offering mentoring and courses and programs, I found that the way that I'd marketed my VA services were completely different to how I now needed to market because I wasn't known for it. So I didn't have anyone to refer me. Also with the VA work, it was like people were on retainers. So they were paying me every single month. Whereas when you were doing like programs, for example, people are only with you typically for one program. Um, And it just was a complete new, it was just a completely different business. Would you say that that was your experience as well? Uh, I would say that is exactly where I'm at right now (laughs) because I like I made the choice like September I'm only promoting one thing I'm done trying to sell like multiple things at once and I pushed my agency to the back burner which is fine I have like my retainer clients like you said they pay me every month I'm good I'm set but I've been marketing my mentorship and this morning I woke up and I was like is it my messaging I feel like people I am getting people saying yes I love this I want that but I'm not getting the signups that I want you know so I'm like is it my messaging is it my marketing like I'm supposed to be a marketing expert (laughs) but I think what you're saying is right like I'm used to marketing a done-for-you service and marketing mentorship is completely different and people have a different buyer's journey for it yeah, a hundred percent. And when I first started offering mentoring, I think I, I told you this, but I don't know whether I've talked about it anywhere else. It took me about six months to get my first one-to-one client. But then after I got that first one, I was fully booked. And I think it was six weeks. 
But during that first six months, I felt a little bit like I was banging my head against the wall and was getting nowhere. But I, I do think it was that sort of unlearning how I was used to doing everything and having to relearn things from scratch and be like, okay, well, how I used to do things isn't working for this. I almost need to build a brand new business from the ground up. And it was harder than I expected it to be, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where I just keep telling myself, like, I've been a month and a half of I'm a mentor now (laughs) and definitely like the first month I was like why isn't this happening why isn't this working but now I've like sat in the fact that I need to build my authority I need to build my awareness around myself as an expert in this area because people know me as an expert in running my agency in being a content creator but not so much in being like a mentor that will help you with your business so I think it it like you don't become a celebrity overnight even if you end up being the star of some crazy movie you know like if you were the new star in Avengers it's not going to be like the next day everybody knows your name like it takes time right yeah it's one of those things isn't it where everyone from the outside looks at it and is like oh wow an overnight success (laughs) but when you're in it you're like like, (laughs) Overnight, talking about six months in silence. (laughs) The only thing that we haven't touched on that I really want to talk about is the fact that you are so open and honest on your Instagram, because I feel like you talk about a lot of things that I think it helps build trust and it helps people see who you are and like what type of person you are and all those things. But whenever I think about you, I just think like you're so upfront, you're so honest, you're so authentic. Did that come naturally or do you ever stop and think like, am I sharing too much? Has anybody ever commented on that? Because I love your stories. Um, I would never say that I was someone who didn't have a filter. You know, those kids are growing up <laughs> that I would say things and you're like, oh my goodness. But at the same time, at like, at 20, I got really hurt. And at that point I was like, I am done with lying. Mm-hmm. I will not lie anymore. And I think like up until that point, like I'm a Gemini and I have been told my entire life, like I'm manipulative and like too influential influential, and had to be like careful with my words. But I think like as someone who's ruled by the planet of Mercury, like, sorry if this is like too much astrology for everyone, but like, <laughs> no, I love it. Communication, communication is something that has come natural to me my whole life. And I've understood from a very young age that if I ask for something, I can get it you know like if you don't ask for it the answer is no because nobody knows you want it and so I'm always very upfront very honest with what I want with what I'm doing because it's the only way to make decisions in my opinion like I got hurt because I was lied to and so I felt like the decisions I made weren't ones I actually wanted to make but I didn't Mm -hmm. have the information to make the right decision you know so it's definitely in my personality to just be like maybe too brutally honest sometimes but when it comes to like coaching and stuff I will always ask people like do you want the tough love or do you want the support (laughs) we can go either direction right now (laughs) but it's definitely like bit me in the behind a few times online that people think I'm like really like blunt or rude and I'm just like maybe because it's in writing you can't tell but I'm not trying to be rude I'm just being honest with you but I think that's really needed honestly in the industry because 
I, I mean, I don't know. I guess everyone looks for something different. But for me, if I see someone being honest, even if they are brutally honest, mm-hmm. that's the feedback that I want from somebody, right? Because that's when you grow. Yeah, I agree. Like if, if you're going to sugarcoat things and then later I find out you're like, well, actually I thought this, but I just said this to make you feel better. It's like, well, now I feel bad. Like, don't do that. <laughs> like, tell me the truth the first time. <laughs> do you ever worry that there is um, like too much to be shared on Instagram? Because I sometimes, I, I know at the beginning of my journey, I used to share like, um, you know, going to visit my family or like snaps of my boyfriend and things like that. And I think over time, I have probably not shown less of my life, but shown less of certain areas and focused on showing more of other areas because I didn't want my whole life to be on Instagram. So do you feel like there's a line where it kind of gets a little bit too much of the certain things that you do keep private? Um, well, you're in my close friends, so maybe it doesn't seem like I keep things private, but I, <laughs> I do keep my <laughs> my like drinking, partying, Saturday nights to my close friends. I don't share it on my like public feed though I do share hung over me on my public feed I've actually had so many people start a c- close friends list because of me and I find it so <laughs> flattering um honestly I started a close friends list because I had things to say that I didn't want people to know because mm-hmm. they were watching my stories like mm-hmm. I know my dad watches my stories I don't care about a lot of things but like I also know he'll be like what are you doing with your life why are you out till 4 a.m so I made a close friends um but at the same time I think about people who are like birth coaches like sex coaches like those people talk about anything and everything like I am terrified of pregnancy have been my whole life those people have made me more terrified with the facts that they share on the internet <laughs> like, about their own body or about anybody's body I'm like oh no um so I think about them and I'm just like I don't think people care about what I ate if someone can talk about what happens when you give birth mm-hmm. <laughs> like mine yeah, is and I think less revealing <laughs> it brings in more of your people right like mm. if people watch your stories and think oh she's sharing too much about her life you probably didn't want to work with them anyway yeah and it's like when I started people said you know about the friend zone you don't want to end up in the friend zone you need to like keep mm-hmm. a barrier keep things professional I've never been professional a day in my life like <laughs> I I can't have a conversation without laughing it's not possible for me to keep people out of my friend zone you know Mm -hmm. that's such crap advice isn't it because I remember being told that as well I remember somebody saying I was stuck in the friend zone and I was like does that mean I can't be nice to people yeah that's (laughs) like how I took it like keep them at arm's length like don't but I don't like not knowing the person behind the coach because then how can I know that we're gonna connect that I can have open honest conversation with you if I don't actually know you Mm -hmm. yeah I completely agree I think this idea of having to be less of something or more of something else to be successful like my opinion is just be you 100 percent yeah and you attract the people who are meant to be there what would be your one piece of advice um ask yourself why you want the agency 
mm-hmm. like determine if it's actually a good move is should it be an agency should you just raise your rates and niche down um if you do want to be in that more of a manager position and you like delegating start looking at potential team members now like I had my eye on people way before I hired them because I do not like putting out a post of like uh, the google form this is what I'm looking for blah 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 it's great but I did one of those and I got like a hundred responses it's very overwhelming (laughs) I would much rather watch someone's instagram stories for a while and talk to the talk to them in the dms when they don't even know like i'm an option for a potential client to see who they really are because i want people who can deal with my long-winded voice notes where i just say um and ah every five minutes because i can't remember what i was trying to talk about and (laughs) who feel comfortable coming to me because i basically dump everything in asana and be like let me know if i miss something yeah. And I've had, I've had team members who do not let me know. And then when I'm like, where is, where's the work I signed you? And they're like, oh, like, I don't have X, Y, Z. And it's like, well, why didn't you say that when I signed it to you a week ago? Like, I need someone who will just like call me on my shit. <laughs> like, yeah. I need to be comfortable. I think that's such a, a good piece of advice to end on, because I always say this as well, hire before you need to hire. Mm-hmm. Because I think people sometimes think you have to wait until you're like desperate and have no time to then hire. But if you have no time, how are you going to onboard that person? (laughs) It is awful trying to hire when you have no time to try and like Mm. train someone to come in when you needed them there like a week ago and you're trying to take over the extra work on top of what you are already doing. I do not recommend. (laughs) (laughs) No, I completely agree. Thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you? Uh, Instagram at Felly Day, TikTok at Felly Day. Um, yeah, my agency is at Felly Day VA on Instagram. And then my website's fellyday.com. And I'm so excited to see the new one. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much. I will pop all the links in the description. And please do go check Felly out, even if it's just to go stalk her story, because <laughs> she is doing something right, let me tell you. Thank you, Felly. Thanks.